At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. You found us. It is Visa's Primetime Action live on a Monday night from the South Point Hotel Casino here in Las Vegas, Nevada, where oh, a little over an hour from now, just about a, uh, well, a really good driver. I was going to say just a, a three-wood, but it's really a good drive. A DeChambeau-like drive away at Allegiant Stadium, the first game uh, in front of fans, first game that counts in front of fans. Monday Night Football, the Raiders hosting the Ravens, and obviously so many week one thoughts to get to, betting-wise and otherwise. We'll do that tonight, but first, Matt, baseball. Yeah, actually, just real quick, if you're wanting to get in, does look like this um, does look like this thing, at least from a total standpoint, is going to be a little bit of a battle up until kickoff. So 50 and a half and 51 seem to be kind of toggling back and forth right Ooh. now. So if you have any interest in whether you, you want to play, if you want to play the total at 51 or if you, if you want to play it at 50 and a half, you might want to get in there. That's what we're looking at right now. All right, we got one, two, three. First pitches here coming in this hour. Marlins and the Nats. We have Alcantara Espino. This is a true coin flip 110 on both sides. We have the Rays and the Blue Jays. Colin McHugh, Alec Manoa. Manoa and the Blue Jays. Minus 140 favorites. You can get plus 120 on McHugh and the Rays as underdogs there. 710 Eastern, 410 Pacific, the Cardinals and the Mets. Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals, Rich Hill for the Mets. This is also a true coin flip, 110 on both sides. 805 Eastern, 505 Pacific, we have the Astros and the Rangers. Odorizzi versus Howard. As you would imagine, Astros, big favorites, nearly 2-1, to one, minus 195, plus 165 on the Rangers and Howard as underdogs, three late First pitches coming a little bit later, including Clayton Kershaw, who was activated off of the IL for the Dodgers, and he will go ahead and take the bump for the Dodgers tonight as big three-to-one favorites. And one final today, the Yankees uh, with a late rally, three runs in the seventh and one in the tenth, uh, make that three in the eighth and one in the tenth, beat 
the Minnesota Twins to win 6-5. That is so big for the Yankees, who stay right in the thick of things now in the race for the American League wild card. Uh, up to the minute, Toronto 80-63 and 63 with the first wild card. Boston percentage points ahead of the Yankees at 81-64. and 64. Now the Yankees 80-64. and 64. So tied in the loss column, but a half game behind in the win column are the Yankees. So big comfort behind win for them. By the way, we bury the headline. Three and a half points right now. The Ravens favorites on the road against the uh, pardon me, the Ravens on the road at, uh, against the Raiders tonight here at Allegiant. A, a line that has steadily trickled down over a portion of the offseason. And now an extra tick here today. You have bets. Yeah, I went ahead and took the Ravens uh, once it got to three and a half and looked like it was going to settle there. Listen, this is, I think, a little bit of an overreaction that we've got going on to the news coming out of Ravens camp with this backfield and then the Marcus Peters injury. While it is definitely... Um, listen, we've always talked about how we understand that the way that the NFL is moving right now, quote unquote, running backs don't matter. That said, it certainly matters when your first string, your second string and your third string guy goes down. You definitely need someone who understands the offense who can do that. So I understand it's not a, it's not a, it's not a complete wash for me to say like, Oh, okay. their three running backs went down. So I, I do take into account that that is at least something for this team. But when you really look at it, I mean, the true RB1 for this team anyway is Lamar Jackson. He's the guy that's going to make the wheels turn on the bus as it is anyway. So I look also at the fact that, man, this Raiders secondary could be legendarily terrible. I mean, it was the bo- it was a bottom three unit last year. They did very, very little to make it any better this year. And I think, listen... This Ravens organization is fairly sharp. They're pretty smart. And I think that whenever you come in, if they try to run this thing a little bit early and it doesn't work, I think there's a decent chance they go ahead and just flip the script and go ahead and start trying to pass on this Raiders on this Raiders secondary. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and think this is a little bit of an overreaction. I mean, listen, you do lose you do lose Peters in the secondary, and that is obviously never great whenever you are talking about, you know, anything losing one of your starting corners. But still, at the end of the day, they still have a talented defense here. They still have some pretty talented guys there in the secondary. More than anything, they've got a talented defensive line, and that is what I'm looking at here is a, a true mismatch here of this defensive line going against this offensive line of the Raiders. I think it could be pressure on Derek Carr all night long. And then remember, in the secondary, they still have Marlon Humphrey, they still have Jimmy Smith, and they still have Tavon Young. So it's not like it's devoid of talent just because Marcus Peters is not out there either. So Ravens minus three and a half for me. A couple of prop bets as well. I'm over on the Lamar Jackson Uh, I'm over on the Lamar Jackson passing yards tonight in this thing. I mean, listen, I kind of look at it from a three-pronged approach that there are multiple ways that this can get home. I know we'll do prop watch here in a second. I'm also on Mark Andrews overs as well. Give you the full rundown on that when we get there. All right. And I'm waiting to see if uh, the Ravens uh, fall behind early, and then I'll jump in on Baltimore from an in-game standpoint. Uh, The other big news in the NFL today, and we will get back to week one. We have three hours to talk about it tonight, including the Ravens and the Raiders, to uh, follow through with uh, all of the the evening on primetime action, looking for those in-game opportunities. But a whole bunch of injuries, uh, significant ones in some respects. Let's go through them one by one. Raheem Mostert out eight weeks uh, for the 49ers. He got two carries yesterday before he had to be taken off the field. He'll go on injured reserve and and miss approximately the next eight weeks due to to a chipped cartilage in his knee, which all things considered – Ain't the worst thing in the world because there was a moment there where they thought it might be an ACL, but then Kyle Shanahan was told it wouldn't be. So chipped cartilage, but most of it goes on uh, injured reserve. But the Niners, it, it's amazing. They just, and by the way, Trey Sermon was a late scratch from that game. Didn't matter. They just plug in, 100 yard you know, running back. A healthy scratch, actually. Yeah. That was a, the, the thing with Sermon. Like, this is, so Kyle Shanahan just, again, continues to kind of like play with us and toy with us with all this stuff. Not only was, was Sermon a, a healthy scratch, but. He didn't list Brandon Ayuk on the injury report at all. He was he was not listed on the injury report. Then afterwards, Brandon Ayuk, by the way, did not get a single target in the game. And people were like, what happened? Where is this guy? And they're like, he's like, oh, yeah, he's still dealing with that hamstring thing and whatever and all. And they're like, he, he wasn't even on the injury report. Like, like you didn't even list him on the injury report. I'm sure he'll get a call from the league. That was a bizarre box score. Like, after, like, when you think of like what the the, po- the number of points that the Niners threw up, and then you're like, you're like looking for these guys that you expect to see numbers from. And it's like, okay, Debo, like, caught every ball, like, for yeah. every yard. It's like, it, it was incredible. Debo, nine for 189 and a touchdown. Elijah Mitchell, bet you had him gaining 100 yards yesterday. 19 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown. Bizarre box score, bizarre game. 
Detroit trailed by 24 with two minutes left. And the next thing you knew, they had the ball at the Niners 24 with a chance to perhaps plug it in and a two-point conversion would have sent it to overtime. What a bizarre, bizarre ending to that game. It included an onside kick recovery. There were only four of those all of last season. We'll get into all the details of all that. Speaking of injuries, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, three for six yesterday, and then a sack and a hip supplication. When was the last time you had a supplication of your hip? I uh, texted my little orthopedic buddy and asked him exactly what what, what that means. And all that means is that his hip went out and went back in. But what that does is it damages damages all the stuff around it and everything like that. And so you got to give it time to heal. Um, He said just depending on how bad it could be, this could be – and especially with his – for a football player, advanced age, not just advanced, not say, an advanced age. Not, life, not a hip replacement yes, for, for a football player, advanced age. Yes. It might take a little bit longer to heal for uh, for him on something like that as well. But, yeah, I mean, this is the uh, it's the Taylor Heineke show now. It is the Taylor Heineke show. And you know what? That's not, not, not a horrible uh, backup to have. Taylor Heineke, of course, famously giving the uh, Buccaneers the business in the uh, playoffs last year. Yeah, this is a guy that has some, some, he's got some uh, experience. So it's not like you're going in with a guy who doesn't know what's going on and and things like that. Yeah, a little bit of experience, not a whole bunch at ODU. Uh, Makai Becton of the Jets out four to six weeks with the old dislocated kneecap. Uh, That could have been worse, too. Because again, that was one of those injuries where guys gathered around him in prayer. So everyone that turns feared out to be the old okay. ACL. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Everyone feared the old ACL thing there with him. Listen, he wasn't all that good last year, but again, we we see these these young offensive linemen can take big steps and kind of like years two and three and stuff. So. I wasn't really taking a lot from what we saw last year from him anyway. And so this was a guy I know they were going to be counting on a ton. And again, as you said, best case scenario, I mean, you don't want to lose. You, you certainly don't want to lose one of your best offensive linemen, if not your very best offensive lineman for, you know, over a month. But that being said, still best case scenario is not for the season. Yeah. Jerry Judy, uh, he had to be carted off the field yesterday for the Broncos and the Broncos win over the Giants. Judy had six catches for 72 yards, uh, early third quarter. They uh, initially called it a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out four, four to six weeks himself. I think another one of the best case scenarios as well, because yeah. it sure looked like that could have been broken. Mm-hmm. The that way that looked that horrible. The yeah. way that that the way that that bent, it cer- certainly looked like that could have been broken. So I thought for sure he'd be gone for longer than that. But as we know about these uh, high ankle sprains. Sometimes they linger and linger for a long time. This is one of those deals where as good as this Broncos team looked and as good as Teddy Bridgewater looked, this might be something for us to consider as we move on here because I don't think Cortland Sutton looked 100%. I don't think he's back from from his injury completely yet. And then now you're down Judy as well. So something that we need to kind of at least take a big, like a macro look at that team now. And then, uh, you know, the Lions already behind the eight ball based on conventional wisdom. They're 0-1 after their loss yesterday. Uh, Jeff Okuda, their high draft pick from a couple years ago, number three overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft, ruptured Achilles tendon out for the season. Yeah, he was a guy that, again, we never get bad reports coming out of training camp, but... One of the things they were saying that one of the bright spots for the Lions this year had been him in training camp, that he had been very, very good, looked like he was showing a lot of signs of improvement from year one to year two. We talk about that with those corner young corners as well because you just every single receiver you line up against in the NFL is the best receiver you ever played against in college. And so, so it's very, very tough to make those adjustments in year one. But year two, they look for, for big things from uh, these rookie corners. Well, we hope not to uh, start every show with a injury, a slew of injuries mm-hmm. of big-time players, but that's what you get after week one, and it is the National Football League, so it's more reality than exception. We will look to Prop Watch now uh, after the break where we talk Raiders and Ravens tonight, Monday night football, the final game of week one in the National Football League, and we will review all of week one, our thoughts, our biggest surprises, what we won betting, what we lost betting, how we are quickly reminded how tough football beats can be, all of that all night long right here on VEASAN's Prime Time Action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Prop Watch for tonight's game is next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here, and VEASAN has kicked off our new schedule. We have new talent and shows to help you make the most of your fall betting action. The VEASAN lineup has expanded to 21 hours of live programming every weekday, as well as additional shows on the weekend. We want to give you the latest odds to stay on top of the in-game betting opportunities for every key game across the country. And we've added new personalities to our existing world-class team, including former professional athletes, sports media veterans, and, of course, strategic sports bettors. Visit VEASAN.com to see our new lineup of talent and make this your best football betting season ever. And now, as promised... Prop watch. And it will go a little something like this momentarily. Prop watch. Okay, we'll get to prop watch. There you go. There's prop watch on prime time action. All right, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. So um, you have some thoughts here, Matt. I know you've made some plays. You hinted at them earlier. Uh, let's start with the passers. Uh, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson. 261 and a half is where the uh, number is set yardage wise for Derek Carr of the Raiders. 214 and a half for Lamar Jackson. Touchdowns both set at one and a half with the under on Lamar juiced heavily to the under. And then with picks, both set at a half, which is pretty standard, although the under in both of these cases juiced pretty highly. Yeah, so uh, the, car, the car line I think is pretty accurate. I've my projection pretty much have him pretty close to to that number, so I don't think there's an edge there one way or the other. Um, Lamar, I'll you know again we do the transparency thing here. I got two hundred three and a half. It is rocketed up. This thing has been bet on the over all day long. It has been I've seen it as high as two sixteen and a half now, at some of the books out there. So we're talking like a fourteen yard move from when this thing when this thing got going. I think a lot of people are probably starting to put two and two together where the kind of the same different reason I was, Gil. I think there's three different game scripts where this could play the over for Lamar, right? And so I have three different outs kind of with this. One is with this whole backfield situation they've got going on that the run game just doesn't click at first, right? I mean, it might take them a couple of games to kind of figure out, oh, okay, our top three running backs are gone. Like, how do we, you know, how do we get this thing back to where we were last year and the year before that? So there could be a game script where just the run game that we've seen from the Ravens over the last couple of seasons just takes a couple of weeks to get going because they have new faces in there. Secondly, 
there could be obviously the thing we always talk about is they weirdly get behind in this game a lot, and, and Lamar Jackson just has to throw because again we have talked about this uh, this scenario a couple of different times as Ravens team where it's like you know they're built to they're built to play bully ball not necessarily to come back but you know listen they don't have a choice whenever they get behind and so if that's the case they just have to abandon what they want to do which is run the ball a ton and then go to the air and I think the third is just that they look at their real big advantage in this game and their real big advantage is that the secondary for the Raiders is horrible. You know, I mean, like, it's bad. And so maybe, again, I keep saying, I think this is a sharp organization. I think that the coaching is sharp there. I think everybody around this team is sharp. Maybe they look at this and they say, like, hey, look, you know, really and truly our best bet here is probably just to come out throwing and, like, not do what we typically do with this whole power running game type thing and, and attack this Raiders secondary for, again, bottom three unit last year. Projected to be a bottom five unit this year with quite literally the possibility to be the absolute worst one in the entire NFL if things broke against them. So I really do like that I have what I consider to be three different ways for this to kind of get home with Lamar tonight. Yeah, the uh, I, I saw your bet come in on that, Matt. I, I, I cannot disagree with that. That was a little we – we were talking a little bit last week, end of last week where I, I don't know what they're going to do, but with these backs that are unfamiliar with the system, it sure feels like a lot to me that it would make more sense to spread this out a little bit more, put more wide receivers on the on the field, and just give Lamar Jackson room to operate back there. I mean, let him be able to scramble. Let him be able to, you know, get everybody out, push the ball downfield, and open up some running room for himself. I think that might be their best way at both a rushing and a passing attack tonight. So yeah. I can't argue with that at all. I know... When this was at the number that I got it at, it was the third lowest posted passing prop of the week. And the other two flew over. Um, and, again, it's just when you, you can kind of attack these lower ones sometimes because they're, again, a, they're they're certainly weighted by priors, especially early on the season, which it was, you know, power running game from this Ravens team. And that's why a line gets set the way it does. But, you know, things change year to year. And, and specifically for this team, things change just over the last few weeks with all the things that went, went on with that team. Let's look at these rushing props because mm-hmm. these are uh, rather amusing in some cases here. Uh, Tyson Williams. Uh, who played his uh, college football at BYU, South Carolina, was undrafted in 2020. He's the only running back, practice squad, or regular roster that has been with this team for more than a week. Uh, Le'Veon Bell not listed, of course. Latavius Murray being uh, a guy who was signed three days ago for the Ravens. So you see Lamar Jackson is listed as the Ravens' top rusher, 73.5 yards. Tyson Williams, 61.5. Latavius at 24.5. And And for the Raiders, is Josh Jacobs going finally in this game? He uh, was 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 announced active. Was announced active. Forty five yes. and a half for Josh Jacobs, and then the Raiders quarterback Derek Carr there at the bottom six and a half. Yeah, uh, he is probable for tonight. Well, it's it. He's 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 going because they have it's they uh, final injury reports ninety minutes before the game, so it, it came out that he's 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 good to go. So um, there was some doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. so he's he's going to go. This this is the one that I this the rushing market was the one I wanted absolutely nothing to do with yeah. whatsoever because I have just no idea how this is going to shake out now. Yeah, yeah. Like I have just quite literally no idea how this is going to shake out. If you told me Lamar Jackson ran for 130 in this game, it wouldn't surprise me yeah. at all. And if he, if he ran for 40 because Tyson Williams ran for 130, it wouldn't surprise me. So I, I just, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with this. And who knows? We think Latavius Murray's not going to have a very big role. Yeah. We think that. He's got experience. Yeah. Right? Who knows, right? Yeah. I mean, like he might come in and might end up split and 50-50 with Tyson the, uh, the, I don't know if you guys uh, caught this. I, I tweeted it out earlier. I didn't, we didn't mm. get a graphic built up. Circle with a cool prop on this tonight, though. They set up a a matchup prop for rushing yards. Lamar Jackson versus all other Ravens. Lamar Jackson favored minus 140. All other Ravens plus 120 is last, last I saw. And oh, still with that, who one. knows? Yeah, who knows? Interesting. I probably would shy that way, but. Yeah, but who knows? Uh, I think I am going to have a plan of receiving prop here, Kelly, mm-hmm. because Darren Waller's at 69 and a half. Call me square. Give me the over. Uh, all I do feels low, right? All I do is watch Raiders games and say, just throw it to Waller. It is unstoppable. Darren Waller at 69 and a half. The next person on that list, I know you have some thoughts on this. Mark Andrews, the Ravens tight end. Keep in mind the rushing situation, 58 and a half. Yeah, so this is ticked up a couple of yards from where I got it, but not bad. I mean, it's basically the same. So I have the over on 56 and a half yards, but 58 and a half I think is still quite playable. Now, full transparency, 
my you know median projection of all of this kind of lands right on this. It's like right at like 60, you know, 60.3 yards or something like that. But I did just a manual adjustment for, again, how I believe that this game is going to go, right? I mean, like, again, every... I don't, I'm not a slave. We talk about this all the time. We're not a slave to the models, a slave to the numbers, a slave to different things like that. And so did a manual adjustment of where I think that this is going to be. We look at no Rashad Bateman. We have no Nick Boyle, who's the backup tight end there for, for the Ravens. The two healthy, and that's an air quote, receivers are both coming off preseasons and, and, and you know, the – uh, the offseason battling injuries like so it, Sammy Watkins was hurt Hollywood Brown was hurt and so the only healthy guy is the really the de facto number one guy that is anyway in Mark Andrews a dude that they paid a ton of money in the offseason because they realize how important he is to this team one of the highest paid tight ends in the entire league and he's going to get Jonathan Abrams probably trying to cover him a lot of times and Jonathan Abrams was literally literally one of the bottom three coverage guys in all of the NFL last year like that's not just hyperbole like literally one of the three worst coverage guys in all the NFL last year so really really like that um, I just think that he's going to be getting peppered early and often, which is also why I have the over on the receptions as well. Yeah, that was when Matt brought that up last week. I think that is the I, – I think Mark Andrews could have one of the biggest games tonight. He's a guy Lamar already looks to. If we expect Lamar to pass even more tonight, I, there's no reason why they think he's not going to go even more to his safety net there. Um, I, I, I bet the over uh, receiving yards got 55 down at Circa earlier today. Good, That was a low number. Ooh, down that down. one was on the move then because yes. that was – by the time I found it, it was not that anymore. I say I claimed I moved the market. I don't think that happened. <laughs> I'm going to say no, but maybe. Yeah, I'm going to go with no, too. I'm yeah. going to go with no. But, yeah, I, I like that one. That was uh, – and I can't – Darren Waller looking at some of those numbers, too, Gil. I was kind of with you. I'm like, it feels a little short for their their number one guy, too. I'll tell you what. It's one of those bets where I'm like, prove me wrong. Right. I'll yeah, be happy to lose you. that. Happy to lose that. Prove me wrong. By the way, his receptions are set at, what, like six. That I didn't touch. I went with the yardage instead. Um, and then there's some other guys you just don't know. Henry Ruggs is a home run hitter. Who knows, right? One catch, he breaks it. Uh, he goes silent. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. that. that is, do you think he gets behind the defense one time tonight? <laughs> do you and think, if so, then... Do then, you think Greg Williams is, is the defensive coordinator yeah. on the other side of the field yeah. that allows that to happen? If he gets behind the defense one time, then it's over. And if not, it's probably an under because he's just he's just not a volume guy. I mean, it's it's... The other ones are more interested to me, but I just since I don't know the full role of Brian Edwards yet and how Hunter Renfro plays into all of that, it was just the only one I would be even consider would definitely be Waller. And it would be a lean to the over on both of the Even the receptions, I would lean towards the over as well. Hey, yeah. Hey, Gil, isn't Hunter Renfro a baseball player? I was just going to say, Hunter Renfro is <laughs> going to have to leave at halftime and go to Seattle and play for the Red Sox up in Seattle. I feel like it's our duty to, every to, time. to point that out every time. How is it that a name like Hunter Renfro, no one else says this? Nobody else brings this up. Stop it. There's two of them. <laughs> it's the same guy, man. It's also, amazing. Josh Jacobs receiving yards, that's a, that's a dead under, by the way. Because they brought in Kenyon Drake. Like to be the guy who catches out of the backfield. Like, like they're not gonna. He's not even gonna be on the field for passing now. It's a very exciting night in Las Vegas. The first time Allegiant Stadium will have fans in the stands for an actual Raiders game that stands in the legendary. Uh, Brent Musburger will be on the call. We'll come back. A lot of football, but first, fruit baskets. Who helped us win bets this weekend? Next, Beeson's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. That's $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. I am in officially. Over Darren Waller, I got it at 68 and a half yards, 68 and a half yards. And now, fruit baskets. Some bets are just more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. Okay, now some of you watching this must be wondering yourself, fruit baskets, what's that? Uh, this is when we send virtual fruit baskets to those who helped us win wagers this past weekend. Virtual, at least in theory. Sometimes we actually send them. Can you imagine the reaction when they actually receive these? It's Different. going to be, It's it, listen, this year, this this football season, yeah. any like 
massive weekends, yeah. real, real, real ones are getting. Find sent. addresses, Kelly. Yeah. I got a candidate for today that could get sent one. Although I also, I'm got, now I'm getting killed on Twitter for stealing fruit all the time. Man, yes, so. yes, theft. Okay. All right, we, we always say we'll take we take funny tweets. I don't care what they are. That was a funny tweet. It was. Matt and I went to Habsies on one fruit basket this weekend. Would you like uh, honors, Your Honor? No, Daniil Medvedev. Daniil Medvedev gets our fruit basket um, because he wins at the U.S. Open. He, yeah. he beats uh, Novak Djokovic in uh, straight sets. No, none of us called straight sets. Uh, that that was the most surprising yes. outcome. Like we 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 thought he was definitely a live dog. Yes, straight sets. I'd have laughed you out of the room. I think six so. four six four six four. He uh, prevents Novak Djokovic from winning the calendar Grand Slam. Djokovic was trying to do that uh, on the men's side for the first time since 1969. Rod Laver still the last to do that. But uh, I had uh, Joe. I had Medvedev rather. Pardon me. Before the tournament at plus five seventy five. You had him at just four. But you 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 with the much better number than me. But it all it's it's still good money. It's still, still good money. Still good money. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, fruit basket to Daniil Medvedev, who wins his first slam. Congratulations. I would also like to send an even bigger fruit basket to the lovely Emma Raducanu, the teen sensation, the first qualifier, not only to get to a Grand Slam semifinal in the open era, not only the first to get to a Grand Slam final in the open era, but the first to win it all. Raducanu beats Layla Fernandez in a battle of teens in the U.S. Open women's final. Bet on her mat five times during this tournament, four times at plus money, then in the final as a favorite against Fernandez. Uh, What a story. We are unlikely to see anything like that ever again. So massive. I don't even want to give her a basket. I just want to give her a massive arrangement to the Rodicano household. Well, I mean, she's she's still a minor, so maybe like a teddy bear. Yeah. You know, like, like you know, know, just like a just a big old teddy bear. I don't want to creep her like, out, man. You know, I just want to like send that. her fruit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that was an incredible run, though. But I mean, both her and Layla yeah. Fernandez, that was Oh. I, I enjoyed watching tennis more the past couple weeks. I couldn't I, I it was a fantastic tournament. That was awesome. It was unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Tennis is the greatest thing going. Um, I also have a couple football fruit baskets. Uh, you know, Rams, Niners. It was a pretty ho-hum, not-so-awesome football weekend for me, though. But the Rams teaser leg did get there along with the Bucks teaser leg. The Bucks, of course, just squeaked by for us on Thursday night, as did the Niners, though it got dicey with the Niners too late. Uh, but they both get there. So fruit baskets do both the Rams and the Niners, games we will talk about later. Yeah, um, same for same for me. Kind of across the board, it was a pretty stellar bounce back from the absolute embarrassment that was this past Super Bowl. Um, it was a something that I, it was a great way for me to forget what went on during the Super Bowl for uh, for this week one. Uh, it was everything got home. Um, Bucks, Bucks, Niners teaser. Bucks, Rams teaser. Niners Rams teaser. I had the I had the Seahawks. Like I said, I thought that number was short at three. Turned out that that ended up being the case. I think that Colts team is in for something, man. And then Browns, I think, are every bit as good as as we kind of build them to be there. Had them as well. Ended up playing another teaser when we were talking about if this number keeps running, are we going to play this Chargers in a teaser as well? And sure enough, like that number kept running, got to, got to two and a half. So ended up playing a Cardinals. Chargers teaser that morning as well, getting both of those up Very to eight nice. and a half. As it was, so it was a it was a pretty stellar NFL week, kind of top to bottom here. So good good little bounce back from what could only be described as the bloodbath massacre that was Super Bowl twenty twenty one for for me. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll follow up with you on that, Matt, because yeah, it was it was a bounce back week. It was a nice uh, nice betting week, and I think. Gil often says this more often in our text messages of ATS betting just being so Plinko, Plinko style sometimes. My straight sides this week, I went one and two. Teasers, five and oh, six, with a sixth one pending tonight with the Ra- with the Raiders tied in. It was a uh, great feeling to get all those home, and the Rams were tied into every single one of those. So, Rams, thank you for yes. what you did last night. That was, uh, that was a big, big deal, and I think it's – Something I'm sure we will, we always talk about on the show. We will be bearing it uh, into your, into the into the audience's heads even more as we go throughout the season. That there are other ways to bet the NFL that can be more productive than just those straight sides. And they, we always want to beat it. We didn't do so well in our contest picks this week. That's where you'll see it really pop up. But the teasers, man, it's it's one of the great ways to go. Um, and then the one other I'll give a fruit basket to. How about our friend Bryant McFadden? who just tipped us off to the idea about a month ago of looking at that Broncos line, Gil, and got us thinking about it a bit more. And I know me and you were both on it that week, uh, this uh, past Sunday, and 
man, that looked e it looked pretty easy for the Broncos, at least in that game against the Giants. And I think Brian was uh, on top of a few things with uh, where the Giants were going to struggle there. So Brian McFadden, you got me and Gil thinking. Thanks for the uh, thanks for that. Good fruit basket to Brian because yeah. it's rare that a guest comes on and immediately triggers a bet. But you and I were so convinced by what he had to say, yeah, that we're like, you know what? You're right. The the Giants are playing this all wrong in the preseason, and we bet it. Now, ask me if I was smart enough after making that bet, you know, in the middle of the summer or whenever he was on in early August. Ask me if I was smart enough to play them in millions or in Survivor. The oh. answer would be no. <laughs> I was uh, I played the, I played them in my separate contest, but I thought the same thing. I was like, "Why? Why didn't we play these?" Why did I? Because it got to three, yeah, and so million. You think uh, he eats fruit, it. Brian? You think? Oh, only very like low, uh, yeah, low like sugar whatever. Fruit. Yeah, yeah, whichever ones those are. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he. We say he's still in really good shape. I don't know if he's eating. We're gonna have to figure out what fruit he does eat. It's probably not very much. You're right, Matt. I should... That's probably his his like his his cheat meal. Like like once a week, he can have a handful of grapes. I'll have a plum. Yeah, <laughs> give me a handful of grapes. That's my cheat meal. Since we since we all had the Rams there, can I ask you about that game last night? Because uh, mm -hmm. it's the most recent in our memory. The Rams do end up beating Chicago 34 to 14. End up covering quite easily. And Matt Stafford's, uh, I'll say, a glorious debut. You could even say even see his teammates after his first touchdown pass to Van Jefferson, where Van Jefferson fell to the ground. No bear decided to touch him. He got up and scored on a 67-yarder. But Stafford was uh, great. You could see Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey be like, oh, this is what it's like playing with a quarterback uh, like this. But it was strange also that first half because it looked like the Rams were going to blow the Bears out of the water. And the Bears just hung around for a while. And then your brain kind of tricked you into, well, you know, if the, if the Rams didn't have that interception in the end zone, there's a scenario here where the Bears might actually be in the lead. So I don't know what your, your final takeaway, obviously the Rams wanted going away in the end, but what was, your, what was your final takeaway about both of these teams? Yeah, I mean, I think that pretty much what we, what we said, right? I mean, the Bears' defense is going to be half good enough to kind of make it to where they're not getting destroyed in most games, but the offense is going to be as bad until they make that switch, I think, in which, again, I, I think in week four, right? I mean, they asked Matt Nagy again, what do you think about next week? And he was kind of like, well, you know, I think we're going to kind of stick with what we're what we're doing here. And, I mean, he's not just going to come out and say, yeah, we've targeted week four, but th that seems to be what, what's going on here. And so, and on the Rams side of things, what we were talking about, I think, came to fruition, yeah. which was McVay was finally able to open up that playbook and let let it fly and let all these deep passes go and all the things like that because Matthew Stafford's actually a dude that's got the arm that can do that. Whereas mm -hmm. Jared Goff is is not the or he didn't just tr or he didn't trust Jared Goff to right. do it. Well, either one, he didn't trust I mean, Jared that Goff. first play that you brought, the first touchdown that you brought up, Gil, yeah. that that screamed to me. This play has been in our playbook mm -hmm. for years, and we haven't <laughs> been. Able to utilize it. I can't wait to let Matt Stafford let this loose. And it was, I mean, yeah, I think it's scary. I think what you saw in that game last night, I think the Bears maybe impressed me a little bit more than, than I thought at times. But uh, the Rams, I mean, I think, like you said, Gil, there was a chance where it was like, man, this is like getting kind of close. Even the Bears getting that touchdown to go into the half, make it was 13 to what, 13 to 7 at halftime. And even then, I think McVay made some great halftime adjustments, came out, and Bears just defense after that could not stop them on offense. Matthew Stafford, 20 of 26 in the end for 321, three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked only once. Uh, his biggest target, Cooper Cup, his buddy, seven catches for 108 and a touchdown. A lot of that 108, Matt, was yak. Cooper I, Cup just would not go down. I was, I was going to say, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the sack thing because how do you, how do you think Matthew Stafford felt walking back into the locker room being like, I only got sacked one time. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? Like, I, I can't even believe this. I only got sacked one time tonight. He's like, I'm not hurting anywhere. My uniform's clean. How's this even possible? Con I mean, conversely, how do you feel like like Joe Burrow felt he got sacked five more times? You're like, oh, this again. Even though they won but, Cincinnati. But and we'll talk about it yeah. next segment here. But again, just this, we're sitting here looking at at those guys and it, this these these quarterbacks we saw last year. This is. What a class. Oh, my gosh. Burrow and Herbert oh. at the top. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back. More thoughts on week one. What surprised us? What the biggest surprise was? Uh, what can betters learn? Not in the overreaction department, but what can they really learn from week one? We'll do that next on VEASAN's Primetime Action.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits, uh, splits rather for every game at VEASAN.com. Come. Uh, week one in the National Football League. Uh, just one game, of course, left to go, and that is tonight, about a half hour from now, between the Ravens and the Raiders here at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Uh, but uh, sort Interesting of... little development here when we talk about oh. regional bias. Yes. We're normally talking about the rest of the country, mm-hmm. but now that we are here in Las Vegas, it is now, there is a Las Vegas uh, at Stations, which is a completely Nevada-based, local, local. whatever. Yeah. Uh, even money now, three and a half. On the Ravens, juice to 120. If you want to take the 320 on the Raiders, this thing's going to three at the stations. Let's, go, let's all get out of here and go to yeah. stations. This thing's going to three at the stations. I heard Chuck Pizzito, uh, Esposito on earlier on the edge with Matt Humans and JVT. He was he was like, they're loaded, loaded with Raiders. <laughs> I, I would, I'm sure South Point's the same way. I've seen people at the window right now. You're all probably going up there and betting the Raiders. Give me a three. I'll jump on the Ravens. <laughs> um, all right. Yesterday, NFC West, every team won. NFC North, every team lost. Eagles, Dolphins, and Texans, each in sole possession of first place after week one in their respective divisions. One of those teams is not like the others, perhaps. I'll let you decide which. Uh, and then uh, a whole bunch of other themes. Uh, you know, coaches seemingly more willing to go for it on fourth down. Some correctly, others not. Zach Taylor, talking about you. Um, and also no one runs the ball anymore, which is another thing. Uh, but which, what was the thing that surprised you the most? If I asked you, Matt, say one thing yesterday, one performance mm-hmm. perhaps that surprised you the most, you would say? The complete performance 
of the Eagles, of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was like not just on the defensive side of the ball, not on the offensive side, everybody. I mean, Jalen Hurts was the second graded quarterback of the week by Pro Football Focus, only behind Tom Brady. Like, that's how good of a day he had. Also, his decision making, knowing when to use his legs, when not. The other thing, um, I if you there's a spray chart out there, Kelly. I don't know if we've if we've got it, but the other thing was just they played to his strengths, right? They didn't ask him to do too much. If we take a look at this graphic right here, according to, to Next Gen Stats, you can see all of the little green dots that you're going to see on the screen. Those are the completions. Look at all those around the line of scrimmage there, Gil. Like, mm-hmm. look at what they were doing. He was 27 of 35, and they didn't ask him to do too much. I mean, everything just kind of short, intermediate, dink and dunk, move the ball down the field, run the run, run, no, take off running if you have to, Jalen Hurts. But, you know, we're not going to ask you to, to, to complete these 25 yard passes down the field right now. Let's go ahead and play to our strengths. And it worked out for this team. And then on the defensive side of the ball, that was our biggest blind spot here in, in that game. And now we didn't bet it, bet it. We, we played it in the contest, but the biggest blind spot was it was a massive mismatch between the defensive line for the Eagles and the offensive line for the Falcons. And it showed up. Early and often, Matt Ryan was had no time to do anything. He was that whole offense was discombobulated, and so really just the complete performance from the Eagles to me really did stand out. Yeah, Jalen Hurts uh, not only twenty seven of thirty five for two sixty four, three touchdowns, no picks, seven for sixty two on the mm-hmm. ground. Eagles did they won by twenty six even with fourteen penalties. Yeah. for eighty nine yards, so they were able to overcome that. And to your point about the. Uh, the Falcons and Matty Ice, which was, you know, we'll get to it, our worst pick of the week for sure. Um, I, it was shocking to me, though. Yeah. I, 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 would, I mean, not, not shocking that the Eagles won, but the complete dismantling. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I think both, both of the Lions, it was like Eagles dominated, their offensive line dominated, and their defensive line dominated. They were doing whatever they want, pushing people around on the offensive side of the ball, and then the defense was yeah. just killing them. And then I don't know what, this is completely not even football related, but Matt Ryan, by the way, it looks like he's aged like six years, like in a year. Like, it, like watching post game stuff, I'm like, Marion looks like he's like 49, 50 years old at this F- point. Football I, players get old quick. They oh, do at that the, age. Especially, yeah, especially quarterback. Yeah. And I think the the one B to the one A would would be the the Saints just completely destroying the Packers as well. Yeah. I think yeah. that that would be another one. I mean, listen, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility for the Saints to win that game. That wasn't the that wasn't what was so surprising. What was so surprising was just the the complete and utter beatdown and honestly how poorly Aaron Rodgers played. I mean, listen, the Saints defense was always going to be pretty good. That, that was going to be the thing that we talked about. I just thought the offense was going to be bad, which was going to have them lose a lot of games. Now, James didn't have to light the world on fire. He only threw for 148 yards, but... NFL record, five touchdowns with the least amount of yeah, passing yards. Never <laughs> happened before. Jameis Winston, here it comes. There Exciting you go. season. And there, there it is. <laughs> but, Records that are so bizarre. But, you know, the, the, the Packers just absolutely getting nothing done whatsoever. And Aaron Rodgers on a few different throws looking... This Indifferent. Is, this is why I have the Vikings future to win the NFC North because I never bought it this offseason. I kept pounding home the fact, like, we're all assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to be like that ridiculously otherworldly season he had last year where he threw for over 40 touchdowns and only had five picks. Well, he already had two yesterday. Even if you're Aaron Rodgers, you can't kind of have the offseason he had and just show up and be awesome. And it was shown yesterday. Now, I didn't expect New Orleans to crush them. Yes. By the way, the Jameis, the Jameis Winston record, first QB in, Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl era to throw for five touchdowns and fewer than 150 yards. It's incredible. It's incre- it, it is That was absolutely incredible. And then, uh, yeah, I, we saw some bizarre things yesterday. And the Aaron Rodgers stuff, Gil, I I mean, for fans of the Packers, I understand, like, harken back to the, what was it, the R-E-L-A-X, relax, relax, and that was, like, kind of his claim to fame. Man, if I was a Packers fan, his attitude would be really getting old to me. I'm not saying everybody needs to be Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, who, like, obviously has the company line down pat. If you saw any of his post-game stuff, it was, we all got to be better, I got to be better. But it's just, you know, Matt LaFleur took a lot of the blame, but, you know, we got to be better than that. I mean, that's a pathetic performance. Aaron Rodgers kind of like, it's one game, guys. It's one game. Yeah. And, like, I understand that's partially true, but also, like, you're becoming that guy that's, like, 
chill out, it's all going to be fine, and, like, it's just, it seems a little insulting to everybody at that at organization that's been there working all summer, all well, he hasn't been, and then the fan base that's been, you know, was applauding the fact that he's coming back. And it's like, man, whatever, guys. Rodgers was 15 of 28 for 133 yesterday. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked once. So bad uh, that game became for the Packers that Matt LaFleur actually took Aaron Rodgers out with just under 11 minutes left, down 38-3. to The worst loss, at least on the scoreboard, of Aaron Rodgers' career. Jordan Love came in, uh, was 5 of 7 for 68. By the way, the Packers in that game, 1 of 10 on third down. 229 total yards, the least of any team in football yesterday and this weekend so far in the NFL, minus three in turnovers. All bad. Yeah, you mentioned that nobody runs the football anymore, but, you know, the other thing that I I do applaud some of these guys, though, who did realize early and just decided, okay, listen, we can't run the ball, so we're just going to throw the ball. I mean, listen, in that Bills-Steelers game, both teams threw the ball 75% of the time because they couldn't do anything on the ground. They couldn't get anything going whatsoever, and it was the only way they were going to move the ball. Or you have the Minnesota Vikings who, despite the fact that Dalvin Cook ran the ball 20 times for 61 yards, oh, by the way, that's three yards a carry, if you don't know. Even though Kirk Cousins had thrown for 351 yards in the game, yeah, I don't think it was a fumble. I think he was probably down, but one, too hard to overturn turn, but also you are carving up this team. The one thing that you're doing well is throwing the ball. You could go down, get him field goal range, kick the field goal to win the game, and instead you're running Dalvin Cook into the middle of the line again for two yards at a, at a clip like I just – the coaching against some of these some of these uh. old school coaches, man, that refuse to, to, to evolve with how the game is going and, and refuse to in the game realize Kirk Cousins is thrown for 351 yards – we have, we are running at less than three yards a carry. We should probably just th- keep throwing the ball, go down here, kick the field goal, and win the game. And instead, puts himself in a position for, again, I don't think it was a fumble. It doesn't really matter. It was ruled right. a fumble in, in the game. You know, I was on the wrong side of the Dalvin Cook fumble and the Damian Harris fumble yesterday with New England. Yeah. Just welcome back, Gil, Me to the too. NFL. Yeah, welcome back to the NFL. Uh, I don't think anybody had that worse than Matt Brown, though, brutal. with the Vikings. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that'll yeah. be that's a dunzo. I think the other thing that was fairly fairly shocking. We'll talk about some of these other games throughout the course of the show, but we we alluded to it last segment. I mean, Her- Herbert and Burrow are just special. They're just yeah. they're just special. I mean, like th- this this quarterback class from from last year. Again, so long as they can stay healthy, we're going to look and go, man, that is insane that these guys did it from day one, and like they stepped in and looked the part from day one and have not turned turned back. Since and I mean it is it's crazy for like you mentioned Burrow even though he gets sacked five more times in that game still has a Swiss cheese offensive line and is able to to do what he's still doing it's 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 crazy and that team we said I said later in the season would be a team that we're going to be back in for these like backdoor covers and stuff like that it might be that ship might have sailed we probably aren't going aren't going to get the chance to because these lines aren't going to get away from the Bengals anymore because people see yeah. what this team is capable of doing and Justin Herbert again I feel compelled to say uh, we would not have seen him were it not for a punctured lung by the team doctor to Terod Taylor last year so it's just an incredible story and uh, they gave up Washington did to Los Angeles to cl- conclude that game yesterday a 15-play drive that ran out the last 6 minutes and 43 seconds of the game. You just couldn't get him off the field. And so that's how the Chargers win game number one. More Week 1 thoughts, a whole bunch on the run-up to the Raiders and the Ravens tonight, right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action on MSG+. Plus. Settle in. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Thank you. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.